0: Hello, I'm Papa the Bear. I'm Hunter Harden. And And welcome welcome to the the Real House Bears of Salt Lake City City podcast. So this is hopefully going to be a weekly podcast where we are going to review our new obsession, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And if you haven't seen it yet, you need to check it. Because that's all we're going to be talking about. <laughs> well, and if you haven't seen it, I think they, once you listen to this, you're going to know exactly what's going on without watching it. But, well, you know, watch it. We need to support our local girls. So we just moved to Salt Lake City ourselves about two years ago. And so we were really excited when Bravo announced that they were doing a Housewives of Salt Lake City. I've been dying to watch it. So since it came on, it's been a big hit. and Everybody that we've talked to has been dying to watch it. And we've been dying to tell you more about it. So we're starting this podcast mainly because, one, we live in Salt Lake City. Two, we love the Real Housewives franchise. And having it about your hometown is really, really exciting. Um, and plus, we don't know too much about Park City. Um, so we're really excited to see more of Park City throughout this. Because I doubt they're going to be living in West Valley City over by where we're living. <laughs> right. Uh, and for those of you who uh, have been like, what are they talking about Park City on the show? And why are they talking about Park City? That's where everyone goes for the skiing. That's where everyone where the Olympics was. So, Sundance Film Festival is yeah. in Park City. So it's all like the greater Salt Lake City area. Area. South Park even does an episode about Park City. So, there, that, so um, you'll see here, uh, you've already heard Park City referenced a lot on the show if, you, if you've if you watched it, and so it'll come up a few more times. So we're going to go ahead and get started talking about this premiere episode that Bravo has done an incredible job of just advertising the heck out of this thing. I think we fell in love with the ladies before we ever saw the show. Uh, one thing, how much do you love that they're holding on to a snowflake? Oh, my God. Well, I don't know if you remember, before the show even started, I would asked everyone on Twitter. I was like, what do you think they'll be holding? Beverly Hills hold diamonds. Um, Orange County obviously holds oranges. Apples for uh, New York. And I was pretty sure a snowflake was going to be it uh I'm just glad it's not like a cross or something. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll get to talking lots about religion coming up. It seems to be a focal point on this whole season is religion and everybody's different religion, but mostly Mormonism. Yeah, it's really at least where they're starting off at to like grab you in and get your interest. So let's get this started. So, the show starts off just really introducing the beautiful snow capped mountains of Salt Lake, the greater Salt Lake City area. I could see my house. <laughs> right. And it's really, um, if you've never been to Salt Lake City, it really is not about. The Mormon Church. It really is about the most beautiful national parks that you've ever seen, the most beautiful mountains you've ever seen, so on and so forth. So when they're introducing just uh, before we get the taglines, which are pretty magnificent, I should say, they're just giving kind of highlights about what to expect this season. So it's going to look like a lot of fun. Who are you most excited to see on the show? Okay, I loved Heather Gay from the moment I saw her. Uh, Well, first of all, she had that quote about um, trans. Oh, yeah, 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 Positivity about trans. Um, I don't have it right now. Well, someone on social media called her, uh, made some sort of... Mean spirited joke saying that she looked manly and uh, uh, suggesting that she was trans. And I, well, they said, Thank you for standing up and ma- being a spokesperson for the trans community. And Heather Gay just responded with, Well, I'm not trans. But uh, yeah, I support powder. the I support it, and I need to bring more light to the LGBTQ plus uh, community. So uh, I sh- I already know that she's already very positive about us, uh, yeah, in our, our gay team. community, our <laughs> team. So yeah. here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll... Uh, well, I'm really excited about Jen Shaw. First of all, she is following me on Instagram, um, but her outfits, girl, I'm excited. Yeah, she's clearly going to be the uh, showstopper, if you will. She's going to be the big standout of the, se- of the show. It's-, it's clear already. But I'm really excited to watch a lot of the other girls flourish. Um, but the taglines for this show are really pretty fantastic. Jen Shaw is the first tagline, and she has, In this town, I'm Queen B, and MVP. Which I really like that reference to her husband's career. Yeah, as he's a football coach. coach. And, I mean, you can just tell that she's a diva, and that's just the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. And then here comes Lisa. When you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. I feel like that could be your tagline there. <laughs> Yeah, I do like my drink. But this could be both of our taglines while we're here in Mexico. So we're filming in Mexico on our honeymoon, for those of you who don't know. So um, that's what we do for our honeymoon. We decide to start a Real Housewives podcast. But anyway, um, we've been drinking a lot of tequila while we're here. Lots of tequila. I've been putting tons of just mango flavoring in there. Yes, and I'm normally a bourbon drinker, but I have pretty much been stuck not st- yeah stuck on tequila here in Mexico and Lisa has like 18 different types of tequila brands which we'll get to later. I'm very proud of you by the way. What is that? Thanks for drinking all the tequila. Oh, thank you. Well, that bottle of Patron that you bought me for my birthday was a really nice help. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, name drop. <laughs> And next, we have Whitney Rose, which I love her. This Rose isn't scared to handle a little prick. And who would be? (laughs) And listen, and looking at her husband, I think we know what the little prick is. (gasps) Sorry. I love you, Whitney, and your nice husband. Then, Meredith. Oh my, Meredith, Meredith, Meredith. Jealousy is a disease to which I say, get well soon. You know, listen, I really, really like Meredith right away, but I hate when people blame things on jealousy. That is one of the biggest, saying you're jealous is just another way of saying I'm horrible and I'm blaming you for it. Ooh, I say your jealousy flatters me a lot. But I do really love Meredith, so I hope that this isn't, uh, you know, I just really hate that cop out, if you, you know. But go Meredith. Meredith. And then then we have Mary Crosby. (sighs) I love God, but I will read you like a line of scripture. Well, it looks... If you watched her on Watch What Happens Live after the premiere, it kind of seems like she doesn't know how to read it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, I think she's only read one book. Right, the Bible. She knows she can read the Bible. Uh, And, and, well... We'll watch the show and see if she's actually read that. (laughs) And then we finish off with my favorite tagline of them all. It is my favorite as well. Let's say it together. Okay. Just Just like like my pioneer Pioneer ancestors, I'm I'm trying trying to blaze a new trail. trail. I also really love Heather because she reminds me of a friend that I worked with who was Mormon. You know my friend Alyssa. Oh, yes. Heather Gay and Alyssa remind me of a lot. Um, I don't know what this Mormon 2.0 is, and Heather doesn't claim to be a Mormon 2.0, but I really love, I just really love spiritual people, religious people who aren't just so narrow minded. Well, they say it like later on. I think it was Heather that said it um, in one of the previews saying, it is very hard to be a good Mormon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, I mean, we'll talk a lot about the Mormon, but you know, if. As someone who has nothing to protect, I don't feel that this show is anti-Mormon or means to Mormon or degrading to Mormons. But if I was a Mormon and I was a little bit more understandably on the de- on the defense, I would probably be offended by some of the things they say. But I really don't feel like This show is trashing Mormons like a lot of my Mormon friends are expecting it to be. I think it's showing more of a modern side of Mormonism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's disrespectful. Not at all. All right. Well, there we've got their snowflake. We've got the wind wind whistling. whistling. Ah, it's just gorgeous and beautiful. It's Park City and Salt Lake City. Downtown. It's Temple Square. And then, of course, families. And we start off at Gin Shaolang. And here we go. And I love it, how it opens up on this beautiful wood. It's gorgeous. And then, boom, Coach is cooking for her. You know, it's clear that Jen is the biggest personality of the show. And she's the first housewife introduced. I think that's important. She's the first housewife introduced. She gets the longest introduction scene of all of the other housewives, too. It's true. I mean, once we get later, like... We'll talk, Mary Crosby doesn't even get her own introduction scene. <laughs> like, Jen Shaw gets her own scene. Her husband seems really sweet. But did you notice that there's a lot of baby, baby, hey baby, thank you baby, I love you baby. There's a lot of baby. <laughs> well, I guess when people come over to my house, they hear a lot of bear, 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 True. bear, True. bear, no bear. L- lots of that stuff, that since I call you bear all the time. You're right, you're so right. So I think it's the same thing. But she talks about being a coach's wife and how the coach is never, never home. And I, I really understand that. But I, I hope I hope it's not like foreshadowing. I hope it's not like so many of the other housewives where the husband's never at home and then you find out kind of why. I don't get that from them. They seem really sweet and they seem like a great couple and they seem to love each other. And he really seems in a very short time like an upstanding guy. But I hate it when they point that out in the show like we never see each other my husband's never home on most housewives that normally means doom. Yeah. And it also just means more relatable characters to people that are in those kind of situations. Um, But you know we've been together 24-7 since COVID. (laughs) right? And I haven't try to kill you yet hey listen but we I've got been, married I know we we went from just being boyfriends at the beginning of COVID to husbands now so worked out for us um, I really I but their whole family it's so funny because she's so extra and her husband and the boys are not extra they're really super nice they seem really super sweet very quiet natured. Yes. it seems like I think the older son is so hot he's got some style going yes, to him it's really nice yeah he's real handsome um, and then we find out that Jen was a Mormon, her husband, Muslim. And then uh, when Jen was like, hey, why don't you uh, join Mormonism? He was like, wait a minute. The Mormon church didn't even accept people of color until, well, she said the 70s. I believe it was 1978, if I remember. It was 19, either four or eight. I cannot remember. We need to look we at, need at the to song. To I the, believe. Exactly. 1978, God. Uh, well, anyway. Right. 1974. Four or two? I don't I, know. I, I think it's four or eight. I'm, I put I 1978. One of <laughs> so that, I mean that is a reasonable that's a reasonable thing to be like, okay, I, I I can understand why he wouldn't be like, well, if it took them that long, then maybe it's not for me. Yeah, I I completely agree with it. And um, so now Genshaw is converting to Islam. Yeah. Um and I like when uh, they were talking about when they married and um, her husband does the impression of her when they were talking about when they meet and he goes is this seat taken and she goes there's nobody there. Ooh, he does attitude. the perfect Jen like head roll and purse lips and all of that other stuff. It cracks him. He, does a, he knows his wife because he does a great Jen Shaw attitude. Um, and then I just want to talk about this whole comment Jen says uh, <laughs> oh, to her youngest child about, you know, sexting and all that stuff. And then she brings up the comment about kissing a girl. You know, it might feel great. might feel awesome. But guess what? You contracted herpes. Probably eight. (laughs) I have seen on social media that she's apologized. I did. She has apologized for that comment. But you know what? Mothers are very protective of their children. I am the only son of my family, and I am the favorite, of course. But my mom is super overprotective of me, which is awesome. Until I get, like, hurt or something. Then she just, like... Put a bandaid on it. Get over it. Because she was a nurse and she can't take care of me. But, you know, Jin Shaw is very extreme. Very. And what, could, I mean, what more extreme example could she give about STIs and other types of things other than AIDS, you I mean, know? look at what she's wearing to breakfast. I mean, right. that she's is color coordination. I'm living for that I'm head wrap for sure. Look at that thick watch. Boom. Work. At least her son is like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of funny, though, that she's like, if you do sex, then come tell me. I'm like, do you want to see it? Gross. It's like, okay, mom. She's like, do you want to see some teenage girl's boobs that she sends to your son? That's gross. <laughs> Alright, now we're moving on to our second housewife, which again is my favorite housewife. And I need to say something, 15 minute Botox parking out front. 15 minutes. At Beauty Lab. At Beauty Lab and Laser. So in wants Heather Gay looking in, in her black suit, looking business smart. I'm living for her jumpsuit. But Heather Gay, in the very beginning of the show, says perfect. And then she says perfect and perfection in her second sentence here right there perfection is attainable and then she says perfect uh, she, like she says perfect so many times which you know it makes me sad a little bit I'm like you're so beautiful and you know she's 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 a, a normal looking girl she she's healthy looking she's beautiful she um but it makes me feel like she doesn't love herself um I don't know I don't know. I can disagree with you on that. It's always nice to improve, and perfection can be attained in, by the Mormon doctrine. That's so true. just keep making those better. I've heard you say you've wanted to get Botox in your forehead. Oh, no, but I don't constantly talk about I'm striving to be perfect. I'm striving to be perfect. Perfection. perfection I think perfect. you should strive to be perfect. Well, I'm trying to be the best <laughs> version of myself, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I do love her girl, Her girls are super gorgeous and seem really super sweet and she calls them Grease faced monkeys which makes me laugh really <laughs> You know the family that facials together stays together which she says. And then, then we find out Howard Hughes. So she's wealthy because of Howard Hughes and I was like was Howard Hughes Mormon? And she says that he loved the Mormons and I was like Wait a minute. So why does he love Mormons? So I actually did my research. Oh, okay. I did my, there actually is something called the Mormon will. And so when, he, when Howard Hughes died in 76, he, it appeared that he had not left a will. And so attorneys, executives and all are trying to find a will. And then speculation grew that he might have left a holographic handwritten will. What? Doesn't this sound a lot like golden plates? Yes. Anyway, so um, soon after this like attorney made the statement, a holographic will allegedly written by Hughes appeared on a desk in the Salt Lake City headquarters of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Poltergeists. And so after a preliminary review, a document examiner concluded the will might have been written by Hughes. And then the Mormon Church then filed the will in the county court in Las Vegas where Hughes' estate was being settled. And then um, the will, again known as the Mormon will, gave one-sixteenth of his estate valued at $156 million to someone named Melvin Dumar who owned a small gas station in Willard, Utah, who supposedly, like, drove Howard Hughes or did errands for Howard Hughes or did something for Howard Hughes. Uh,
1: um.
0: Like, maybe drove him to Las Vegas or something like that. (laughs) So that because some gas station owner, I guess, drove Howard Hughes, and I listen, if I'm wrong, please drag me for it, that's fine, but that's just what I found on the internet. But supposedly, some guy, some gas station owner drove Howard Hughes to Las Vegas and earned <laughs> So take this as a lesson. Pick up hitchhikers. Right? They could give you $156 million. Yes, I'm in, I'm in. So, um, or maybe they can... Uh, d- don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, you're right. you're right. You're right. Not only will they not give you money, but they might give you something that you definitely don't want. So, anyway... So, so basically, tell... Heather Gay married into Mormon royalty, basically. But then lost it all, I guess. I don't know lost it all. I mean, she seems to have plenty of money. As a matter yeah. of fact, I looked up which are the wealthiest of this cast, and she's doing just fine. But they did get divorced, which you know is not... Accepted in the Mormon church. Now, I don't know if she. I don't know if you, like, get excommunicated or kicked out or something if you get divorced. I'm not sure how I think it is, because that's what happens to one of the other cast members, remember? Well, nope. I've got clarification for that coming up later as well. Okay, well, then I haven't done any of my homework. But, (laughs) getting back to the show, Heather's daughter is turning 14 years old, and she asked her mom, do you have any advice for me? And the one piece of advice her mom said was, yeah, stop FaceTiming boys late at night. That's a problem with kids nowadays so that's bear. perfect advice. <laughs> what kind of advice would you give yourself as a as of your 14 year old self you know what? I think about this question so much, and my only answer really is cliche, but it re- it gets better. really is always my answer, and I know that that was a whole movement, and people roll their eyes at hearing those three words, but it really is true. When I was 14, I hated myself. I hated my body. I hated being hairy. I hated being gay. I hated being overweight. I hated everything about myself, um, and now I'm 48. And I love myself. I mean, lots of room to grow, lots of weight to lose, and lots of weight I'm gonna gain, and all this other kind of stuff. But I'm married to the hottest husband I can think of. And I have a great job, and uh, I have a great group of friends. So it gets better, really does ring true for me. What about you? Mine's very, very simple. Just don't doubt yourself, Hunter. That's good advice. There we go. And that's all I really need. I need to give myself that advice every day. Then Heather Gay talks about, by the way, I have to say Jen Shaw and Heather Gay, first and last name. There's no, like, you can't say just Jen. I'm having a hard time. It's Jen Shaw, Heather Gay, that's just the way it's going to be. I can say Whitney without saying Whitney Rose, but I like like Whitney Rose as well. Meredith, is it Meredith Marks? Meredith Marks. Marks. I like that because Maker's Mark, back to bourbon, is my favorite bourbon. And then there's Lisa Barlow. I guess I call them all by the first. And then Mary Collins. Yeah, I guess I call them all. I guess we're going to have to. But there's no on. way that I can say Jen or Heather. I'd say Jen Shaw and Heather Jen Gay. Jen Shaw and Heather Gay. Um, but then Jen Shaw, or I mean Heather Gay, talks about what it means to be Mormon. And here's another one of those examples where she's saying, we you know, generally the same rules of Christianity. Or at least what most people think of Christianity. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex, don't cuss. Just those general, like, human (laughs) supposed errors that we do every day. So, nothing controversial about the Mormon church there. And she's not saying anything negative about them. But what I love about her, she's like, I try. I try, but I love rap music, I love black men, and I love homosexuals break sister (laughs) because I I love black men and I love homosexuals and I clearly like to drink and I might even say a cuss word or two every now and then (laughs) so I would not be a good Mormon woman I I don't think you'd be a good Mormon woman either No, no not at all then the daughters are getting these treatments at this, at her beauty lab, and one daughter just falls asleep. That's totally you. If I play with your beard, and I'm sure when you had hair, when you had your hair played with, you fall asleep. And then I, I've even fallen asleep during a tattoo. Well, I've fallen asleep during two tattoo sessions before. You're so butch. Well, no, it's not. I, it just I got into a place. Normally I hate tattoos; they hurt. You're just a sleepy bear. I am a sleepy bear. All right, so so far Jen Shaw and Heather Gay have had some pretty good, like, opening welcome to this cast life, cast member's life, you know. And now we're moving on to Meredith Marks, who again, I really love these first three housewives, but you know what's really awesome about this scene is that Meredith is not the first person to talk in it's this scene it's her son yes. that is the first one to speak. Yes, Brooks. Her Meredith Sun Brooks," a lot of people already feel as the star of the show. Um, he obviously is there just to be the star of the show this is what I would do if this was my mom I'd be like oh mom I'm moving back in with you mm, sorry oh you're filming oh, oh my god I, <laughs> oh you caught me just right out I'm, I'm taking a semester out of college oh my God! Yeah, so Brooks speaks before Meredith um, so I really love all of the homosexuals on this show They're, um, we've got Brooks we've got Jen Shaw's assistant we've got Jen Shaw's party planner um, and I think there is even a few more coming up on the show. But even so, the world has already fallen in love with Brooks. Oh, I thought I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed all the homosexuals on the show because I'm sexual blind. Oh my god! I believe they really want to cast. They really wanted to cast Brooks. <laughs> Um, and then Meredith's getting ready, and the, her husband is like, that looks more like Aspen than Park City. And that's like, more of an Aspen, not a Park City shoe, right? The high heel bend. It's like, isn't that the same thing, Aspen, Park City? Isn't that the same I, thing? That's exactly what I'm I mean, there's like, snow. What's the difference? There's some skiing there. There's fashion. Well, he's saying that there's a bit too much of a heel in it, in which there's really not even a heel in it at all. They look like pretty much normal snow boots to me yeah I agree but I I mean is Aspen snowier I don't know I don't know I think snow is the same type of snow wherever you step it's going to (laughs) be slippery it's going to be cold it's going to be wet yeah and so they're the, Meredith and Brooks and her husband. I'm I can't have her, I don't even remember. Look at all these cows. So they're going on a hike, which is really funny to me because they're wearing these the most expensive outfits and looking so glamorous and beautiful. And I love it that Meredith says that. Remember when we were afraid of wild animals, and they're looking at cows. Cows. Yes. I didn't know cows were wild animals, <laughs> but I guess they are outside. They do live there, but they're adorable. Right, and um. And we also find out that she only lives here part-time, which is a little bit upsetting to me, but looking at the scenes coming up for the season, there's a lot of Fidelity storyline looks like it's coming up. Looks like someone might be living in Park City full-time, if you know what I'm saying. But they've been married for 20-something years. They've got three kids, but Brooks is the middle child. That makes perfect sense, too. And have you seen seen, um, I just saw a picture of her, of her whole family on social media the day. All of them, just gorgeous. gorgeous. The most beautiful family. Uh, Meredith loves having her son at home now because he can do her makeup. I agree wholeheartedly. But Brooks is so thrilled to be a TV star and it's really exciting. And Meredith um, has like a crooked mouth. You know, like Drew Barrymore, uh, Madison from Southern Charm. They kind of have a crooked mouth and they speak out of the side of the mouth. And something about that is really sexy to me. I don't know what it is. Um, Amy Grant... Another person who speaks on the side of her mouth. I'm a big Amy Grant fan for those of you. <laughs> it's more of like a quirk to you. Uh, but but for some people, I find it very sexy. Yeah. I, like on Meredith, I find it sexy. On Whitney or Madison from Southern Charm, I find it sexy. I don't find Drew Barry more sexy in general, so that doesn't matter. But um, less. I, I guess. Two I guess, Barry's just adorable. Right, she's just adorable. Um, But anyway, I just have a thing for it. And then we find out that Meredith has a store in Park City, which we need to check that out next time we're there. Oh, I'm totally going to stop by there. And I I hope she's there because I want to hear how she extends her last syllable in person. I want to hear it (laughs) because I just want to hear her talk about all the celebrities that she does, like Charlize Theron. She does that last syllable of every sentence or every phrase is a little bit drawn out. But we do find out that she's like clothed all these different celebrities. But I, but what I wonder is, are they going specifically to Meredith Marks to get their stuff, or were they vacationing and skiing in Park City and bought stuff from Meredith's store? I think the latter. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Yeah. Which, listen, it's awesome that she has the stuff that such affluent people want to buy. Yeah, I mean, she has Rihanna, don't, Scarlett Johansson. But it is kind of curious. You're like, don't try. We get it. They, we, everyone, I got it. Okay. We know that everyone goes to Park City. Um, so they finally make it to their hike, uh, looking amazing. And then they run into a bear paw in the snow. If it is a bear paw, it even looks like even a big, big dog paw. But they're like, a paw print? What is it? It's not a bear. And it's I'm, not a moose. It's not a human. It's definitely a large animal. I know. They're like, it's not a human. I'm like, why would there be human prints in the snow? <laughs> Do you think humans are doing handstands in the snow up where you're hiking? <laughs> uh. And then we cut to a confessional, and the husband is like, you can never have enough wealth, or you can never have enough sex. And I'm probably doing better on the wealth side. And Meredith obviously is like, "Um, excuse me. If you said that about me on TV, too, I'd be like, "Um, we're talking about this off camera. (laughs) But are you satisfied, Bear? Well, listen, I can never get enough sex. I think we already know that. Constantly. But if you weren't saying on TV, I would totally... But... You know, he's right now. We're on a reality TV show to be truthful. To share your life. But does being truthful mean that you have to say stuff? That, th- did he have to say I don't that? even think he was provoked, but he likes it. He. It seems like he really likes to pick on his family a lot. And it seems he's got a really dark sense of humor, too. Well, he's like, maybe our son could be mauled by a bear to get more Instagram followers. Yeah. I <laughs> mean... <what> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean and and Brooks is like, Dad, that's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) They're both just like horrified by it. (laughs) He's like uh, he and he has a lot of one liners that are really I mean I hate to say stupid, but (laughs) a lot of one liners. I think I'm gonna enjoy him throughout these Yeah, He's he's funny in a dad joke kind of way, but he just misses the mark. Uh, totally. It's like, it's so it's, it's just not good enough to be funny, but it's bad enough to be funny. Well, I'd be interested to see how the relationship was with their other two kids, um, because you could obviously, obviously tell that Meredith and her son are kind of like best friends. Well, the other two are insanely gorgeous, but you know, scenes from this coming up this season... And what we saw in the media before this show even started was lots of talks about infidelity. And, you know, he doesn't even... Well, we'll get to her birthday in a little bit. But he spends a lot of time away. So we'll see where that goes. I do love it how they open up on, like, a different temple that's in the cities. Because we've got a ton of temples. Me too. Me too. Um, And they're all beautiful. They're all really, really beautiful. They're all very stunning. Next, we open up with Lisa Barlow. Another, I guess, again, first and last name the why it's going to be. I'm not going to lie. I had decided that I did not like Lisa Barlow after watching this the first time. However, since then, I have discovered that not only is she a diet Coke addict, which I love, but she's a fountain drink diet Coke addict. And I just really had to look at her in a new way. I really respect that about her. Oh, your I standards. Love that about her. I, I, I relate to her in that. Listen, I love a fountain drink more than anything. I drink Diet Coke. A, a fountain diet Mountain Dew is my favorite thing. Don't judge. Hey, listen, I never said I was classy. But I love a fountain diet soda. And following her on social media, I know that she even loves it more than they show in this episode. And I'm like, okay. You have some things that we need to work on, Lisa. Uh, you and I need to work through, Lisa. <laughs> but once we do, I think we might actually be friends. Your standards are just so low. No. I, don't I ha- mean you just have listen, very like specific standard. Hey listen, standards you don't to love fountain heart? diet coke and I still married you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Moving on. <laughs> So it's 6.45 a.m. She's waking up her cute little children, and she seems really, really sweet about it. And then... I love the hustle picture above the kids. <laughs> it's it's the definition of he, hustle and above the kids' bed. <laughs> the kids just like, hustle. And he's, he's seriously, it looks like he's five years old. Yeah, totally. Um, but she seems really sweet while she's waking them up, and then she goes... Um, no, I'm sorry. Your hair, is this, your hair looks horrible, and your breath is awful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bye. And then she has grit, grit, About her other child's home. But she looks really fun and playful in her like you know where they do their little pose with the family in the background. Um, her husband also seems like a super nice guy. He's pretty handsome as well. Um, I, I don't know if his jacket is pink or red, but I'm hopeful it's pink because I love it. It's most likely red. I think it's red. But she is from New York. Jewish by heritage. Yes. And uh, moved to Utah after her mom kind of was like, you got to get out of here. And her mom was a very spiritual person kind of looking for her place in, in spirituality and religion. And the Mormons knocked on her door and she said, I've been looking for you. And that's how they became Mormon. And then we skip to her putting this cute little pink, like, fuzzy blouse on her dog. And she's like, oh, I love it so much. I feel like it depresses her. But she looks so cute. Oh, my gosh. The dog looks <laughs> so upset. You could see it's just like, please don't. And she has cute little, like, boy names for her sons, like John and Jack and Henry. Very simple names. Yeah, but, but I, they're so, like, handsome, like, just my dad wanted to name me something simple like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we find out that their their main, you know, income or their main uh, business is that they have a tequila company with like a hundred different brands of tequila. And here's another one of those things. You know how I said that I feel like people who use jealousy as an excuse are kind of a cop out for I'm just being hateful and you're jealous. Totally. Now, Lisa Barlow says, "I'm sure other Mormons care that I own a tequila company." The thing that doesn't matter, the thing that matters the most, is, though, that I don't care. Yeah, it was good. That's, I like just, that. but that's no to me. I that's like it, but it's just one of those people who say, "I didn't come here to make friends. If you don't like me, that's your problem." Those types of things are like that's just making excuses for your bad behavior or for what... Like, I don't care if she sells tequila. Tequila is complete. I mean, it's fine with me, but But obviously... But not in the Mormon culture. Right. So for her, she's like, it's just another one... It could have been about anything, but I just don't like it when people say, well, if you don't like me, it's it's your bit... Well, if you don't like it, that's your (laughs) deal. (laughs) True. Listen, again, I'm falling more and more in love with her the more I get to know her, but... Jealousy, and I didn't come here to make friends. If you don't like me, mean, your fault. Those things are just triggers for me. Those are just excuses for bad behavior. And now we go see them getting dinner. Starting off with, I need a diet coke from Sonic. If you've ever Sonic, <laughs> if you've ever Sonic, if you've ever had Sonic, you know that they do have the best ice of any soft drinks in the world Sonic has an amazing limeade oh it's so good oh when we find out also that they have probably eaten at the dinner table together maybe like five times in their life yeah she's like I don't cook she doesn't cook she they always eat out they eat out in the car which i kind of i kind of bugs me a little bit because i did eat at the table with my family and yeah it sucked but i had a lot of good memories and it yeah. also kind of taught me like to not speak with my mouth full and to not throw food you know kind <laughs> yeah. of manners right. that i've seen just in this short clip of them eating in the car they do all yeah, of yeah i mean at least take the food home i, I don't know i just like i don't know I mean, I love that, uh, that you get to Taco Bell and to Wendy's and Crumble Cookies. Oh, my, shout out to our friend Kyle Aiken, Crumble Cookies. I Crumble Cookies. If y'all don't know what Crumble Cookies are, they're the best cookies. They're these giant. Like, every cookie feels homemade. They're really thick. They have amazing toppings on them. Like, this week they have a German chocolate cake cookie that looks amazing. They have amazing, like, peanut butter and chocolate cookies. Anyways, back onto the show. They all look super, super skinny, even though they eat that trash food. I know. I'm like, she orders 18 things from Taco Bell. And I'm like, you're a size zero. How does that happen? But I think I would rather just, like cook something easy than go to three different restaurants for one meal exactly that seems like too much too much hassle to me and then she's like i don't cook i don't make them breakfast in the morning i think we've set the table like 10 times and then she gets her uh gets her diet coke she said i like the way i am and i'm not changing for anyone again that's another trigger for me of like I might be horrible, and you just have to deal with it. I'm not saying she's horrible. That's just the way it makes me go. And now we're already back. Yay! We're back to Jen's shot. And I love all the shots of just her... her boots, her footwear that are completely irrational for the place that she's at in the snow, but they look fantastic. They look amazing. Amazing. She has the best outfits out of everyone in this episode. And her going to the beauty lab in that green camo and fur and gold, I want it. With her amazing assistant. Ugh, no snakeskin boots. But notice that we still have two more housewives that have not even been introduced yet and we're already back to another scene with Jen Shaw and Heather Gay. Oh, so good. You can kind of tell who is, again, who's like the frontrunner of this show. Frontrunners. We're already back to Jen Shaw and Heather Gay. Uh, and I really hope that they stay best friends, Heather Gay and Jen Shaw, because they I just love them together. And then Jen decides that she's going to get... Well, they talk about knee Botox, which I didn't know that knee Botox was a thing. I don't think. Uh, knees? a with women are very conscious about their needs. Listen, I mean, I supported it, but I just didn't even know that knee Botox is a thing. And then I can't stand when they show people getting injections on camera, and they show her getting in botox injections in her armpit. I yeah, I love it that she's getting her sweat glands like reduced or removed. I don't think that's how you remove them. No, but that's how you got, stop um, them. Numbed, numbed. <laughs> You're like no more sweating. And then she's like, I invented a new procedure. Which is really just combining two procedures. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I'm going to get one done here while I'm getting the other one done over here. The, she's like, toast and no more sweats. I, maybe I need to get some Oh my jobs. God, I sweat so much. Amen to that. Both of us do. So we find out that Jen spent some time with Meredith in New York City. And I wonder if that means, aka, we were cast and so we got to know each other. Yeah, I, don't I know. wonder if they really knew each other, or if they were like, you know, I did find out, like, you know, Tinsley and Leah from New York City. We find out that pretty much they were cast and then went out and got went out a few times and found out that they liked each other. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a similar situation here. Possibly. I mean, it could have been during BravoCon. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I don't even know if the Salt Lake City girls were in Bravo Con, but nonetheless, I, I was like, did they really know each other, or was this just like, oh, we were cast, so we got together, like, you know, like got, we, got to know each other a little bit, a little bit more of a backstory for both of them. Yeah. <sighs> so we open up on Whitney's wedding day. Which, that's a little trick. It's not quite her wedding, but she is marrying a gentleman named Justin, which just so happens to be my first name. It's not what I go by, but it is my first name. This wedding is very controversial. Uh, He is 18 years older than her. They got married 10 years before, and according to Whitney, there's about 50 people attending that didn't want them to get married. Yeah, so this was an office romance while they were married to other people. And as you can imagine, being Mormons, that would be quite, quite controversial. Um, Whitney is Heather Gay's cousin, which is pretty cool. Um, And we meet uh, Dad's (laughs) Whitney's dad, who looks like a reject from a hairband, I hate to say. (laughs) (laughs) The hair is just so over-dyed, too. Yes, uh, so... They uh, got married. It was a big thing. And Heather Gay actually says that they were excommunicated from the church. But I've actually, uh, Whitney did actually clarify that on Twitter quite recently, saying that she was not excommunicated. She chose to leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. It seemed like on here, on the show, it seemed like she got excommunicated. Yeah. Um, I think Heather just kind Heather Gay just kind of miss. Uh, misquoted or you know misspoke yeah totally misspoke there didn't seem to be any bad blood about it Whitney just wanted to clear the air they have their vowel renewal. Her, her ancestor's name related to the Mormon church was Shadrach, which is amazing Crazy. to me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's from the Bible. But anyway, Shadrach was the bodyguard to Joseph Smith and Brigham Young, was it, I believe? Yes. Um, who, if you don't know, were the heads of the church, Um, when it was founded. And uh, so it's a big, big, big deal that she's no longer Mormon because she has quite a heritage in the Mormon faith. A very long line of lineage. And then afterwards, Whitney's cousin, some other random cousin, not Heather Gay. You never see her face. You only see her from the legs down. (laughs) And if you kind of watch after she talks to her cousin and tells her, like, she basically apologizes kind of drunkenly i think drunkenly apologizes that you know nobody thought that you'd be here for 10 years from now on and i'm sorry for that i, that no, I doubted it's the you. worst apology ever because she never even says i'm sorry she says i owe you an apology i never thought you'd be here 10 years from now <laughs> <laughs> but watch watch when she goes when on i went face. to your first wedding and then oh, she, oh, she say says I love time. you I'm sorry oh look at her at the top of the steps she's like bow she like, can't she's like putting her knees together she can't even do it I guess she did say I'm sorry but it was like the, it was a pretty lame apology but it was I love you and I'm sorry it was kind of like when I'm sorry you felt that way <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was kind of heartfelt oh okay well maybe it was maybe I'm just a cynic <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah ah Um, so they're getting ready and she asks her little daughters if they're ready to party hey five year old are you ready to party? let's party Um, but she seems very happy about it she's dancing on a stripper pole Heather Gay is thrilled about it and they seem to really like each other love each other I do like to joke that her older husband is the little prick just because it's too easy but they seem like a sweet couple Uh, and hooray she got her own introductory scene granted I think it was a bit shorter than some of the other ladies It was very short. And it was her wedding. So, my gosh, what an opening scene. But, geez, so short. Yeah, it was pretty short. And now we're already back to Jen Shaw. This is, like, scene four or five for Jen Shaw. Seriously. The real housewife. The Jen Shaw of Salt Lake City. Um, But, luckily, this whole scene is with her awesome assistant, another... I assume, homosexual of the show, and she loves to give him a hard time, and he loves to take it, it seems like. It seems like she's very easy to get along with, even though she's, like, your boss. Like, I'm sure she can get a little bit hectic and crazy, but it seems like they, her assistants genuinely like her. Uh, by the way, she has three assistants so far <laughs> that have been introduced. Yes, yeah, so I, I, you know, I, she's very, very likable. She's so high maintenance, but I guess they just get it, you know, they just get it. Um, but he really is wonderful. <laughs> she's like, he goes to get me tamp, he knows when my, she menstruates. I'm like, Oh my lord! But he's assistant number one out of three. Oh, uh, and my my favorite thing about this scene is that Jen Shaw has to point out to him that the light is green, mostly because I have to do that to my bear all the time. He can never tell when the light's green. Do so like, you know how funny to it I wrote out. that same note down? <laughs> I am I constantly down. going bear green. I put. I wrote down when she points at him to go at the green light when he's looking at her. It's so Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So I'm him. You're her. Clearly, basically. And so they're calling Meredith back to Meredith. We still haven't even met Mary Crosby or Cosby. Cosby, I think. Yes, we haven't even met Mary yet. But we're already going back to Meredith. When we were, when they were promoting this show, I have to admit, I really couldn't tell the difference between Lisa and Meredith. And they even, and they even bring that up. They, they the pointed the out in the show. I mean, they do. They look, uh, they look like twins. They, they do. Well, they definitely look at least like sisters. But anyhow, yeah. um, they're talking about uh, back to the party that Jen Shah, So Jen Shaw is planning a birthday party for Meredith at Shaw Chalet. The great thing is, though, that she's completely aware that she's throwing this party for herself. Oh my gosh, 100%. (laughs) And when you see the party, it's got Shaw Chalet in flowers in the step and repeat. Yes. Well, I mean, she even admits at the end of this scene, she's like, it's for Meredith, but it's for me. I'm Uh, like, well, at least you're you're aware. At least you're not putting on and pretending like oh it's completely well I mean America. if you're going to throw a party for somebody I mean I would probably do the same anyway. yes um, and I thought that the assistant is obsessed with going to Harmon's for those of you who don't know what Harmon's is it's a grocery store in Salt Lake Sea and I don't know where else it's kind of like the fancier grocery store you know um uh, it's got the nice, you know, it has the more specialty cheeses and... Better and, produce. Yeah, things like that. Nicer meat section and in the I deli. And I do have to say, at their deli, like, their food and stuff like that is pretty yummy. But I love that he's like, you want to go to Harmon's? You want to go to Harmon's? No! <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to Meredith's house again. This is where we're getting ready to have yet another group scene where we still have not met Mary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just uh, I don't I, she's basically you could tell she's only on the show for conflict Ugh, oh yeah Lisa and Meredith get together they do they totally look like sisters they have beautiful brown hair they have the same eyebrows uh, they don't have the same nose um but they do seem very much. I would say the big city, like Chicago, New York thing is something that they have in common as well. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> but even they recognize that they do look very much alike, for sure. And I love it that they met on a friend date, like a blind friend date. Like somebody hooked them up. They're like, I bet they're like, oh my god, you look just like Meredith. I'm like, oh my god, you look just like Lisa. Let's hook these people up. Oh my god, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. I really like that. And then Jen Shaw shows up. Here we go again. Tiny little strappy heels in the pouring snow. Oh, she's just giving leg, and I just love it. I'm she's dying. wearing this like ombre type fur and a, a, a silvery sequin dress. Oh, I just love her. Is these she tiny wearing. Tiny strappy heels. Is she wearing cat nails too? I'm going to love that. Did you see Lisa's denim jacket with the fur lining? Yes, I'm dying that, for I love that. Yeah, and I love it that uh, Jen Shaw had the same, like, first impression that I'm getting from Meredith Marks as well. I'm not a huge fan of Meredith Marks yet. Um, you know, well, you gotta let people grow on you, but so far, I just I'm, don't like her at all. You don't like Meredith over Lisa? <sighs> I don't know. That's a, that's a, I, listen... I don't know if I like either one of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to be honest, well, it's, a, with you. it's episode one. You don't have to love I, everyone right away. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not sold on the on the pair quite yet. Okay, okay. You don't have to be. Like I said, though, like I, I didn't like Lisa at first, and again, I just found something about her. I was like, I relate to you, girl. I think we might be friends. Yeah, I just haven't found anything. Quite That's yet. okay. Well, what about that denim jacket with the fur lining? I love. So, well, I want to push anything. her down and steal it from her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, basically. And then we have a flashback to where Jen Shaw and Heather Gay had dinner, and it turns out that Heather Gay and Lisa Barlow went to college at uh, Brigham Young University together. And Lisa suggests that Heather was, uh, you know, an ex, a party girl, a good time girl, like and like a- lifts her shirt up over you know like over her face to show her like, like she was flashing people to expose the breast yeah she did she wasn't saying like heather was a party girl she insinuated that heather was like a good time girl by lifting her up that like lifting up her skirt yeah. or whatever. That signal was definitely from like Girls Gone Wild. Do you remember Girls Gone Wild? Oh, like yeah. Back in the day when the pinnacle of porn was buying that well, off I, online was Girls I Gone Wild. I might have owned a Boys Gone Wild video. Ah, I had no idea they had those. And now we finally meet Mary. Here we go. Dun dun dun. I mean what I love about this I love that this uh, this show does have some more diversity than a lot of the other shows tend to have. Um and I'm glad that Mary is on the show for that. She's different than everyone else on this show. She's Pentecostal. Uh she's African American, I assume. She um, has incest in her family. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment but again right away they say Mary says whatever she says she, she has doesn't no- have a filter and that's another thing I wanted to point out like what you said earlier I don't like that at all people who it. don't have a filter are just called a-holes yeah. people that don't have a filter should be your best friends telling you to check yourself when you, before you wreck yourself Yeah, it's just another excuse for I'm nasty yeah and you just have to deal with it because I have no filter and then we find out that Mary is a label whore But you know, to me, she doesn't wear those fashions. They wear her. Uh, Yeah, she's uh, she's completely just wearing them just because of the name Brown, and it's completely obvious. And I'd love to point out that what she's like a pastor too. That's funny. Why does a pastor need to have name brands of things? And how do they have that much money? It's another thing that I don't care about religion. Well, she's showing up wearing this gaudy... I believe it's a Versace blouse with this sequin beret and these tasseled boots and these black leggings. And it's just a mess. And then we find out that Mary is married to her step-grandfather. Yeah. Okay, this is really hard to wrap your mind around, but basically... Her grandmother, stop me if I'm wrong, and correct me please if I'm wrong, uh, people, but basically her grandmother said that anything should happen to her, that her husband needs to marry one of her granddaughters. Uh, It seems as if it was Mary in particular. I... I don't know. Was she agreeing to it as well? It's well, obviously she did, but was she pushed into it? The whole thing is messy, and frankly, I don't, I don't understand it yet. So I'm not ready to judge it yet. But shit, cray. Yeah, and Mary um, does not get a scene in her house where we get to know her with her husband and her. Uh, I don't even know sure what other type of family she has, but we meet her at a dinner with Whitney, who. I don't believe they knew each other for one bit. And, and you and look at this, the grandfather. I swear to God, he's dying his eyebrows. Oh, well, you know, very likely. Very likely. Uh, but Mary and Whitney are sitting there having lunch, and like Whitney didn't know, or Mary didn't know that Whitney had a re- vowel renewal. <laughs> like, I don't believe that they really knew. It. This was very obviously a case of these two people were just cast and didn't know each other at all. And then Chinchon is like, I don't care if they were, I don't care if they're not blood. I don't care if they were blood. That's crazy. That shit's weird. And my favorite thing is what Heather Gay, Heather Gay's attitude about Mormonism. She's like, listen, Mormons give us a lot of breathing room to do, to do some weird things. You know, if they've you, got some weird stuff in their past. Yeah. If you've ever like watched the book of Mormon, it's, it's like, they just kind of, point out what's obvious about the religion that might be strange to people outside of the religion. And Heather Gay's kind of in on that joke. She's like, I get it. And also, in parts of Utah, there is still parts of Mormonism culture, people that are living out there that are living as polygamous with multiple wives and wives with sister wives. So it's still happening to this day. So, I mean, you you can't be too weirded out about marrying your (laughs) step-grandfather. Right. And then Mary again talks again about how I, you know, I'll say what I say. If you don't like it, you can do with it. She would not She would not be my spiritual leader. She doesn't seem nice. She doesn't seem to have peace or joy that I would want oh my in my God. spiritual leader. And, and God help you if you need her to pray for you in the hospital. Because she cannot stand the smell of hospital. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not a, a hospital chaplain. Um, and she's also the opposite of eloquent when she speaks she does not know how to choose her words use her words you i mean even one of the first things she says is bad grammar oh she chose her words during her little sermon right there did you hear that? have your way god have your way have your way god i've said that a couple times <laughs> and i keep telling you i'm not god oh But Whitney's so super sweet. She's like, you know, I would come to your church. I'm not following a religion right now, but I would come to your church. So again, I just really feel like Whitney and Mary really don't know each other at all. It's a very weird pairing. And then (laughs) Whitney gets a text from Jen Shaw inviting her to Meredith's birthday party oops, and she was not supposed to say anything, but luckily, uh, Genshaw did end up inviting, uh, Mary. Mostly, I mostly know it's because they needed to have a talk, especially while the cameras are rolling. Right, right, right. (laughs) The moment, though, that Whitney realized that she shouldn't have told anyone was really priceless... And then we find out that Mary was actually invited, and she goes, "Oh, I knew better. I knew that." I, but do you see the like the fear in her face? <laughs> like she is terrified that she just messed up and wasn't supposed to tell Mary that. Oh, for sure. Like you could see the panic in her face as she's scrolling through her phone, like, "Oh my gosh!" And could you imagine though being, uh, you know, cast on this brand new housewives show? How exciting! And then to find out that you were not invited to like the opening filming party. Oh. <laughs> (laughs) that would would set the tone like very easily (laughs) okay and all right. now here's where the drama of episode one this is where hospital yes hopefully it's not the drama of the season but here's where the drama of episode one is and this is makes me laugh so hard because Jen Shaw literally says I'm with my aunt in the hospital who's like a mother to me find out that her legs have to be amputated She's very upset because when she sees Mary, who knew what she was dealing with, Mary says, ooh, it smells like a hospital. And, like, I think she, like, did a gagging thing, maybe, and had to leave. Well, knowing how rude Mary seems to be, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, and the comment that Mary says about her grandmother's legs being amputated, she's like, why are your legs being amputated? You're, like, 60 years old. Drink some water. Like that the that is not anybody that should be a pastor or anybody that should be in that kind of leadership. <laughs> but what's really hysterical about this is then when they confront each other later or when Jenshaw confronts her later in the episode, we find out she wasn't even at the hospital. She wasn't at the hospital visiting her aunt. She didn't even smell like a hospital because even though she literally said, I was at the hospital with my aunt, she never went to the hospital to visit her aunt. So this whole argument is really petty and really stupid. I think Jen Shaw just expected Mary to be more compassionate. But I don't think compassion is something that Mary has on her. Uh, and Mary always says, it always brings me back to a dark place in my mind. And you don't find out until later on what that dark place is and how she came about that dark place. And it's it's frankly ridiculous to me. Again, she's just not very eloquent. She really doesn't know how to speak. Uh, when She had one chance to speak on Watch What Happens Live, and she couldn't even get a sentence out. I just, I think it's clear how I feel about Mary. <laughs> but... You know, maybe she'll grow on me as well. I, I generally I generally like every housewife, but except uh, Mary, we haven't. We haven't made it yet. We haven't made it. And it's so funny, though, because a lot of times the person that you hate in the first season becomes your favorite later on seasons, it, and vice versa. Oh, the vice versa is what upsets oh. me so much. So many housewives start out so fun. Dorinda, Teresa Trudice, Gretchen Rossi. Hand <coughs> dropper. And then end up being not so nice. You know? It's so upset. I feel betrayed by them. It's a hard thing to deal with when you have a favorite and they just turn on you like I know. That. I mean, Teresa's brought herself back around and I'm liking her a lot more again after she's been through what she's been through. But, like, you know, Dorinda this last season was a monster. Sorry, Dorinda friends. But started off as, like, my favorite. Um, same you, thing. You with could Fred. just tell through that whole season like how bad she was like hurting inside. Like she couldn't you know, when you're like that, you just can't you see red all the time. You don't you're not able to function and think about your emotions rationally. It happens to so many. All, all of my favorite scenes. Alright. No. All right. We uh, open up on Jen at her chalet days before Meredith's party days. Oh, I'm glad that you said that because all this time I was like, "Is this all happening in like one day?" That's not the way it seemed like, but I guess it's gonna be a couple days. Uh, I didn't catch I... that before. I'm glad. And then Chinchilla brings out her echo mic this with... is pretty epic she has her own microphone she walks around with its own speaker to talk to everybody I love it, it a lot yeah it sounds like a stadium microphone it's oh, awesome it reminds me very much of like either Portia or Kenya from any reunion Well, they got in trouble for bringing a microphone on the set. I think think that props have been, if I remember correctly, props have been discontinued at reunion. So I was surprised to see Jen Shaw in her confessional with it during Andy's room on Watch What Happens Live. That was funny. So she's marching orders. (laughs) I like how she says, it's stressful throwing a gin shaw party, but I love it. I'm like, because you're not doing the work. I know. There's one, there's one scene where all the guys are lifting stuff and she says, you guys are burning so many calories. I love you. <laughs> I know. And then Heather Gay shows up and meets Jen's third assistant. We already missed the second assistant somewhere. So the, this guy is Jen's third assistant when Heather shows up and Jen says that the husband is completely out of the loop like he's gone recruiting and doesn't know that any of this is happening yeah it's gonna be completely cleaned up by the time that it's the party's over by the time before the husband gets home I mean is that possible to d- d- like days oh she's got a crew but you know us; we've had to take up, like, put up and tear down that American Richards booth, that DragCon. It's nothing compared to this. But oh. dang, it takes forever know, to take down. She got a crew. Yeah, she's got a crew. But I'm really excited. I mean, covering the whole entire chalet mansion and white drapery and I don't like that I really loved the wood like all the wood beams and stuff I love that so I kind of was bummed that she covered it all up with white sheets but I get that she wants to do what like she wants like set to a do. scene yeah. she wants to transform it into not a house but an event space exactly completely yeah. transform it and I need to start carrying around a fan like Jen Shaw does I want to carry on a fan and, and I'm like I like just fan myself down because I get hot and then we find out that uh, about Jen Shaw uh, meeting with Meredith and Lisa, and uh, Heather's like, you know, Lisa and I went to college together. They're like we really knew good e- friends. Yeah, we knew each other. They hang out and Jen Shaw's like uh, well not according to Lisa Lisa's not only said that she didn't know you but she said like you're a good time girl and you know insinuated that you were someone more or less to flash her tits she <laughs> said she didn't really know her well I know and you know it, they kind of, Jen kind of pressed a little bit and Lisa continues I think even to this day to like deny 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 and what would be the what's the harm in just saying you know what I don't remember it because it was so long ago, but I wouldn't deny that we hung out a time or two. Yeah, but let me go, in saying that there just wouldn't be a good dialogue in the show uh, then. Otherwise, you're just making Heather Gay look look like a liar or look desperate. Desperate, or yeah, something. It's rude, and you know, I. During college, my son, I know they went to Brigham Young, so there was no drinking and partying and stuff like that. But nonetheless, I'm sure they've lived quite a life since college. And there's a lot of people that I knew in college and hung out with a handful of times in college that I wouldn't remember. Yeah. But I would, I, I would at least say, you know what? That, I met so many people. That is quite possible. And I'm sure you could like try to reminisce a memory that you can remember. Yeah, I mean, maybe I need to talk to her so we can talk about something that we have in common that I rem- that we could remember from college. You know, what would be the harm in that? Yeah. So again, I do. I, I'm a Heather Gay Stan, so I I feel a little bit protective. I'm like, well, Lisa, why can't you just say, let's say that you know her, and definitely don't talk dirty about her because, um, you know, she takes pride in being her the best Mormon she can be. Did you say you Stan? Heather Gay. Look at you, forty-eight years old and you're keeping up the kids. Well, you know. (laughs) I had to look it up like last year. I had to look up what that was. I didn't know what Stan was. But I also like what Heather Gay says, Oh she's imitating Lisa and she says, Oh, oh, I have no memory at all. And she like wipes the corner of her mouth. Insinuating oral pleasure. So Heather obviously became a good time girl in adulthood, you know? But I love that she said that BYU is not a real school. She's like, I would have loved to have gone to a real school and been a good time girl. <laughs> like, is BYU not a real school? <laughs> and she was a virgin when she married her first husband. And then her she- only husband. And Jim Shaw's like, well, Lisa's Mormon 2.0, which I don't even know what Mormon 2.0 is. <laughs> and, and the other guy's like, well, it sounds like Mormon bullshit to me. <laughs> I just love Heather. I do. I, I love do. So I didn't know you had to sign an honor code to actually go to BYU, not to drink and not to smoke. You know, I surprisingly did know that because a thousand years ago, there was a Mormon on the real world. It might have been real world New Orleans. I don't remember which one it was, but I, she went to Brigham Young. And so I'd actually learned that back then. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, you know what? It, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Um, there's a college in Greenville, South Carolina, where we used to live. Uh, Bob Jones University, and they have a similar, even though they're Christian versus Mormon, they have their, they have a similar situation there. Gotcha. Now, cut to the birthday girl. We're getting ready for the party. Oh my gosh! And we're opening on a very odd, weird scene. We're opening up on uh, what is it? Is a kid's bro- uh, Brooks. Brooks? Brooks has laid out this extravagant like, flower decor. Like, he's probably used thousands and thousands of dollars worth of petals alone to make the whole bedroom beautiful. And, of course, the dad makes some joke that the middle of it looks like a coffin. There's his dark humor again. Yeah, and then he says it looks like a Prince video, and Brooks has no idea who Prince is, and that made me a little sad. It's funny. But <laughs> so what makes me laugh is that Brooks is like, oh, I've been lighting candles all day, my back hurts. Uh, it's like, <laughs> this is... Terrible! Oh, you poor. Oh my gosh! I just wish they would have like gotten video of him actually laying the flowers out because I bet he just like did it with grace and beauty. (laughs) Um, And then we find out that Brooke's dad is not coming to the birthday party, which again I feel like is just showing us bad juju. Imagine coming home to this beautiful sight of rose petals everywhere. And your husband and loved one isn't even there. It would piss me off the most because now I have to clean it all up. And I don't even get anything for I'm it. I'm sure they pay someone for it. I but no Brooks so. tells his dad that he doesn't want to doesn't go to the party without him. I wonder if that's to make his dad feel good. I wonder if it's because they're super close. Or I wonder if it's because he doesn't want his mom to hurt. Mm, or I if screen does, time. Or if he doesn't want to have to hear about it. His Ooh. dad not being there. I mean, there are so many different reasons why he, he would have said that. But I would be devastated if um, he he had you know he's got money, he's got the means to take a, probably a private jet to Obviously. come there. So it's a, I feel bad for her and it, it really you know if if it's something that he couldn't get through, I think she would have said it. I just love their kind of like I just love the dad. I just think he's so funny That's it's because because you love dads. Well, yeah, I love dads. He just is like he just picks on him constantly. It's so fun. Uh, Meredith is 48, my same age. She says when she wants to lie about it, she's 35. I don't know if she could pass for 35, but I bet she, I think she could pass for 38. Yeah, I think she's gorgeous. I, I, you know, I know that I love her. I think she's gorgeous, especially that crooked mouth of hers. (laughs) Mary never did get her This Is Mary scene. I'm a little obsessed (laughs) with (laughs) it. Um, Jen's party planner reminds me of Kyle Richard's party planner Um, just because he's a big guy and he coddles her and tries to make her feel bad Uh, um, I can't remember Kyle Richard's party guy but she's always like meh meh (laughs) it's doing he's like I got it taken care of and then Meredith is wearing this serious pink uh, cocktail dress with these giant feathered sleeves it's 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 amazing. I love it. It's, it's I too think much. It's, I think it's beautiful. In all the best ways. I really love it. It almost makes her look like a big heart. Oh, you're kind of right. It does. It does. Um, so we're just seeing all the different girls uh, getting ready. Um, Lisa is... When Lisa's getting ready, though, she's, again, kind of being unlikable. She's like, I'm a New Yorker. No matter what zip code it is, I'm not dressing in a little black cocktail dress it, and then it cuts straight to Whitney wearing that that cocktail dress <laughs> uh, yeah and it's kind of upsetting that she's going to limit herself to only that type of fashion choice which yeah. is New York fashion I really hope she busts out some awesome like New York looks Yeah, but I'm not do. counting on it yeah please do please do take advantage of your environment for your outfits people um, but Jen's chalet looks like a beautiful white and pink winter wonderland. There's a, a lot of interesting characters coming in through the step and repeat that says Shaw Chalet. <laughs> Which I just die. I love it. I If anyone can find anything anywhere that says happy birthday or has Meredith's name, please let us know because there's not a single thing that says happy birthday it's hilarious holiday. and so she has these basically half naked hairless models which is usually the case they're always hairless but plus i couldn't be doing this because i would be shedding all over people's drinks and foods people would be disgusted i'd be sweating because i'd be nervous but um it looks like a lot of fun and in other days, like Getting to know the guy, the shirtless guy at the front door, like, hey, how you doing? Having small talk, introducing yourself. Oh my god! And her eating those meatballs while she was like watching the man around. That is a mood I think everybody has felt before. I want a half-hour show of Heather Gay eating meatballs on a stick and looking at guys like it's the best thing in the That's whole world. So it is so funny. She's just like, ooh, oh. Ooh. And she's like licking it first, and then she like, I just saw does just die. And the next time we go to like a cocktail party or something, and it's happening, I am recreating Amen. that exact I, I scene. I will be so angry if you don't. <laughs> and then in comes this girl named Sarah, wearing a pink dress. Oh, can we please, like, please stop and talk about Sarah? Well, what you would probably don't know is that it was rumored that she was a cast member. Like, she was, uh, when it was first being talked about, she was talked about as one of the cast members. I guess she didn't make the cut, and I bet it's probably because she's, you know, a ditzy blonde, and I think there might already be another ditzy blonde. Oh my gosh, cast. but she's like, she seems like such a stereotype of like those mean girl movies where they have that one friend that just, you know,
1: she's like you know, Karen
0: exactly like <laughs> yeah. she just doesn't understand like common sense things and stuff and for instance she shows up to her party for with a birthday present for Jen when thinking, it's Meredith's when birthday. it's <laughs> Meredith's birthday and I just love it and she goes oh she is. <laughs> <laughs> just, that just kills me. And I just want to like follow her around the show. And like later on in the show, do you see that? She's like, I'd shake your hand, but I got tequila all over it. Yes. That <laughs> just kills me. I would say that she's probably just a little bit too similar to Whitney. And that's maybe why she... Because Whitney's story is pretty spectacular. Uh, so. But Sarah, we love you. We hope you're at least a friend of. We want to see more <laughs> of you. Please. <laughs> you seem like a pretty you Have to have some kind of small dog inside of your like purse that's gonna pop out at some point, eat a snack, and you're gonna say that it's like gluten free or something because the dog's allergic. I just need it. But again, in Sarah's defense, there's nothing that I can think of unless maybe the invitation said it was Meredith's birthday. I mean, you know what? I've done the same type of thing. Like I bought my mom a happy birthday card on Mother's Day. Ooh, accident! I'm I'm sure that Sarah just saw the word birthday and. was like oh <laughs> she, didn't read, she didn't read the rest of the invitation Lisa it. shows up in an amazing fur of course there's gonna be a lot of fur I suspect on the show And I love uh, Whitney's cocktail dress. It's actually got some cool sleeves and a nice little cutout that I like a lot. There's some cute outfits at this event. And then Mary's dress is 18 sizes too big. She looks like a Christmas tree. I'm sorry. You know, it reminds me, uh, and listen, I love Sutton from Beverly Hills, but sometimes Sutton's fashion wears her other than the way around. Sometimes couture cannot be the right couture. For you. For you. For most people. Yeah, and I was like, I knew this wasn't a party for me. She was completely aware. I mean, as soon as you walk in, you see Jen chalet. Chalet. Jen, yeah. Jen's Sh- chalet. 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 Sha, chalet. Yeah, Jen's chalet. And so, um, you know, we get through the party. We've already talked about the whole hospital thing. I don't think there's really any type of... Resolve about the whole hospital thing. Mary doesn't seem like the kind of person who would ever apologize for anything. She just keeps saying the thing. It gives me a bad feeling. It gives. It, it takes me real bad. It makes me feel real bad. So during the party, there's really no resolve about that. Um, I, I love it how Lisa Barlow just walks around and compliments one thing about every single <laughs> yes. person that she sees, which is a very good habit to pick up. People love compliments. I love it when somebody compliments something about my outfit. It is, but it reminds me very like Paris Hilton from like over 10 years ago. I love your... She even says, I love your cane to someone. Yes. Just like, oh my God, I love your cane. <laughs> I, it, it didn't... I, I what I get from Lisa is not as genuine. It doesn't seem genuine, but I, I agree with you. That's a good thing to do. It's, it is a uh, good thing to do. I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a Lisa. I'm, I'm a fan more and more and more uh, the more I get to know her. The Diet Coke really got us together. The Diet Coke really brought us together. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then when Whitney is commenting about Meredith's husband not showing up, she's like, I would cut off his, you know what, his little prick, if you will. <laughs> Jen Shaw has, like, these tongue in dancers at a party. Like, it's a party for someone else. It's just so wild that you can't really be mad about it. And I don't think that Meredith was mad about it either. You know, it's just so Jen Shaw. I think they already have, like, come to... Um, an understanding. An understanding that that's how Jen Shaw is. Yeah. Um, And I love it that Heather is sitting there waiting for the right opportunity to kind of give the cold shoulder to Lisa Barlow at the party, but she don't she 's walking around with that fur coat, like Joan Collins, as Heather likes to say, but you know what whenever you 're like, trying to plan out something like that, especially for me when you 're trying to plan out to like have the right introduction with somebody, even if it 's just to give somebody the cold shoulder, it always backfires on me. like you would like come up to me and I'd like have my shoulder against you, but you 'd turn me around just as I took a drink and I 'd spit water all over. Myself. <laughs> But I do feel like when Lisa walked by, Heather kind of made uh, an effort to say hello, and then Lisa kind of made an effort to say hello, but and it then was they so, both looked very confused and then just walked It was by. so awkward, and you see Heather kind of turn her head away first. Yeah. So it was just really awkward, and plus the poor kid Brooks thinks that she's saying hi to him twice. He's right. like, Hi. Hi, so like, <laughs> Heather uh, takes it personally, but when you watch it, it was just—I think it was an accident. It was a total. I, I feel a, like it was I an accident was a, too. So, but it's a good setup for the rest of the season of that conflict that's going to exist, and then you know, again, we finish off. Finding out that Mary had this elective surgery to remove her sweat glands. Uh, Supposedly multiple surgeries to have her sweat glands. They lost her twice on the table. I'm sorry, but if you're going in there for elective surgeries, that's your choice. That's what you want to do. Yeah, if you don't like the smell of hospitals, don't go in one when you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. And then they call over this Carrie woman who's very aggressive. She she, like leans in Oh "Oh, I heard it Oh I love it I love that gift too I hope they make that Into a gift too Be like Yeah I said it But Mary Like dismiss her Like you can quit talking now You're not needed here You can walk away And I kind of liked that When Mary did that But it didn't work It It didn't work Because Mary called her over In the first place I know So it's all And there's just no Pastor like behavior From Mary I just don't see it And I love it that Mary says I won't even go Into the hospital I don't even care If I need a nose job you know, you go to the hospital when you're sick and hurt, you know, like most people. So, you know what? When karma hits people, it's going to hit her right there in the hospital. And bags. she's so hateful. She's like, Well, why'd you get your legs amputated? You got diabetes. It means you're fat. It means you don't eat right. It means you need to drink some water. She's going to drink some water. I'm like, Where is the pastor like behavior here? It, it's disgusting. She says she doesn't me. call herself a pastor. Because it sounds too old lady like. It's just she's so <sighs> vain. I can't handle it. So that's again, that's the big like tension of this particular episode. But I really hope the the storyline doesn't last much longer, or it's going to last the entire season. Well, no, it can't. It has to. Be, it can't. It has to be something else. Like it's like OC. Oh, if we're going to talk about the size of Gina's condo the whole season, I'm not watching no more. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All right. So anything, um, final thoughts on episode number one? There's already a lot of stuff to digest, a lot of characters, a lot of fashion, a lot of stuff that I didn't even know about Utah and Mormons. Uh, It's been kind of um, like learning a lesson. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I do feel like... um, Uh, on social media and stuff this show has been very well received so I'm really excited about it and I hope that just means many, many 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 more seasons to come yeah, I'm really excited to see how all these characters are going to grow. I'm excited to see where Brooks is gonna go after this. <laughs> that. I'm gonna I just I need that extra show of Heather Gay eating meatballs. Yeah. So somebody <laughs> so, out there make like a, an endless loop of her licking and eating meatballs. I think for if us, we look please. at Twitter, we can probably find it real quick. Oh I know. <laughs> I mean, you know what? People are already obsessed and they've already been making a ton of memes about this show. And especially Jen Shaw, have you seen the memes? That that she has been sending on Twitter about Mary. Oh, yeah. It's been kind of hilarious. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, this was our first crack at ever doing anything like this. So thank you all for listening and giving us a chance. Uh, We plan to recap every episode this season. And then after this season, who knows what will happen? Yay. I can't wait. We are the bear. Are we not going to sing? Okay, we don't need to sing. I didn't know what we were singing. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you for listening to The Real House Bears of Salt Lake City. And tune in next week when we have the next episode airing and we'll be doing a whole nother recap. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Real House Bears of SLC and on Instagram at The Real House Bears of SLC. And send us an email at TheRealHouseBearsOfSLC at gmail.com. Bye! Bye. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out so it doesn't sound